Doing the same old thing just another pot, smoke a mom, told you don't roll your eyes at it now, look at what you're rolling now. I'm the middle child, listening to Malcolm for nostalgia, always find you right on time to remind your sequenization at its highest, whole damnation bias. Y'all trip on the right, and not when I pee with diet, y'all sleep, I don't buy it, I'm sleepy, I pop fire, I peep shit with one eye, open, see through my telescope. Things finna get better though, the weather's right, but there is hope, it better to walk down slippery slope, you fall down, get your ass up, bro. That's always been the motto Don't quote me unless I ask for a quote for that new automobile I used to work with oatmeal, that shit was terrible Said fuck this shit, told him I quit, oh yeah, here's my mixtape, bitch Haven't seen that kid since, he's a boss Had to throw in that sauce when cooking this That was podcast everyone today this is a an artist i found through a friend honestly and previous guest phil peterson uh, as soon as i saw his music i honestly was in love with it and um i'm happy to finally have him on the podcast i'm with the seattle-based artist dank zavala hey appreciate it man i'm of course it's an honor to be on the nas podcast i appreciate you being here yeah. so let's just start with the name then dank zavala <laughs> oh let's get straight to it man uh so uh when i first started making music i mean better yet beats mm-hmm. uh i was yeah i might have been smoking weed a little too young <laughs> uh so kids stay in school stay away from the, the reefers uh i always uh had dank something um I wasn't serious about music, you know. I just need a little moniker. Uh, I think I believe I started with Dank CZR. Those are my initials, CZR. Nice. Not even gonna get to my government name real quick. Uh, then I uh, once I started making music, once I started actually like writing lyrics, mm-hmm. like started calling it Dank music. Uh, and then I mean that eventually started sounding cheesy, so I just moved on. And even when I was making that music. I would go by Dank Zavala in the in the songs, you know. I would like shout out the name, so like that moniker was always there mm. subconsciously. I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go by that. And then, like I said, yeah, I just uh, Dank music wasn't sounding as authentic as, as dank I as you thought. Yeah, it wasn't as <laughs> dank as I thought. A little mediocre, and so I just stuck with Dank Zavala. And on top of that, that was my email. So I was like, you know, like these rappers uh, always sticking with their email names as a rap name. So yeah, pretty much that's that. Um, one thing that I like to make clear, just by the music itself, I let that speak for itself. I mean, when you hear the name Dank Zavala, what do you think? Like, what what type of what type of first impression do you think you're gonna get when you hear that? You sure you want my honest opinion? No, for real. Because. Uh, okay, this is going to be wild as fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So when I think of Zavala, I think of Tiki Masala. So I think of like dank Indian music. <laughs> hey, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that. Um, You know, when I see a rapper, I've seen lots of various artists with the name Dank in their name. Really? And. All I hear is just like, you know, I love smoking weed, but all I hear is just weed, weed, weed. And that's cool. Uh, I'm, I work at a dispensary. I'm, I'm all about that culture. That's dope. Um, but I like to think outside the box. I like to speak on subjects that the average rapper doesn't speak on, you know, and really it's just being myself. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, I'm trying to get too political with anything. Um, I, I just 
sure, you hear the the marijuana references sprinkled throughout the whole project I'll be working on, but really, you get a piece of myself and who I am, and uh, yeah, I really just um. Yeah, man, Dang Zavala. That's who I am. That's what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Is Zavala your middle initial? My last name. Oh, okay. My last name. Um, I was way out there with the fucking. No, that, it's actually yeah. It's in my. It's actually placed where my middle initial is supposed to be. My taxes are all messed up. Oh sheesh. Yeah. So is Dank like the first time I heard Dank was like 2014 when Dank Means became a thing? Like, is, oh. how long has Dank been a, like a word people say? That's how I know you're young, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know you're younger than me. Uh, honestly, dude, Dank growing up was always a word for stinky buds. Like, butts skunky buds? buds. No, not butts. <laughs> buds. Buds. No, man, I'm clean. I take showers every day. <laughs> Um, no, just, um, just, you know, like, or something that's dope, you know, like that's dope. There'd be people that'd be like, that's dank. I remember I had a story from, uh, told by one of my friends, yeah. uh, when he first put me on one of their, uh, their concert shows, uh, he's like, dude, my buddy of mine won't, he won't shut up about your name. He's, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, we were at a restaurant. Every time he'd bite into something, he'd be like, that's dank Zavala. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, that's funny. Um, damn. Yeah. I have never heard an artist named Dink. Like, is that like you've heard that like just in the music industry or Dude, here I, in Seattle? No, I've seen some Bay Area rappers ah. with name Dink something in there. Uh, I I I used to listen to a lot of Bay Area rap back mm -hmm. in high school. That's like pretty much all I listened to. So that's how I. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So are you originally from the Seattle area? No, or? I'm not from Seattle. I'm from Skagit County. Okay. Uh, Skagit Valley. Like uh, like I was watching on your um podcast episode with Phil Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he went to college down there. Mm -hmm. um that's pretty cool i uh that's a cool fact about that guy that's that's where we're from that's where me and everybody I make music is from um yeah is there a scene out there or do you have to come to seattle or tacoma uh, actually we got a little scene going on over there uh we're making a buzz we're making some noise uh the shows are coming in steady more now mm -hmm. hopefully and uh we don't like get another country shut down that messes <sighs> that up you know that's the only thing that can mess that up for us right now everything's going good um for example, I'm on the NAS podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, really, um, I just come down here for shows, if anything, whether mm -hmm. it's like a big act or a local act. Um, I've seen Marshall Band, the Marshall Law Band before. Marshall's a real good dude. Um, yeah, man, we're making some noise over there. Everybody's mm -hmm. their own different artist. They got their own sound. We uh, don't sound like each other. Like, out of, like, the five cats I, I make music with, we try to, like... Be ourselves, mm -hmm. just like I was saying, and that's what keeps us from sounding like the next artist. Wow, where do you think that mindset comes from? Because I feel like a lot of uh, artists who aren't really in Seattle or probably whatever major city, they try to sound similar to that city so that people might fuck with them more. I think a lot of people just go for what's hot mm -hmm. and what's popping, you know, the next TikTok video. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with TikTok. I mean, it's a nice platform for for people like me just to, you know, come out the shadows and, you know, just... Uh, be discovered as just a hidden gem. There's a lot of people out in the world that have a talent, have a light that they need to share with the world. Um, I know I'm one of them. And I encourage all of my peers to just find what it is that makes them happy and what, like, has a positive impact on the people around them, you know, when they, like, really put their all in that craft. Whether, whether it's just, whether it's just, I don't know, it could be painting, it could be making music, it could mm -hmm. be whatever, man, like... Well, it seems like you're doing really well at your craft, man. Like it seems like you've honed in on your skills, and it doesn't—it definitely doesn't sound like anyone else. Seems like you've 
really taking the time so thanks man i appreciate it appreciate it i'm always trying to uh try something different like each project i try to sound different than the other one uh i get that from the music i listen to you know Mm -hmm. uh i don't really listen to a lot of new music but i got my like my top few that i can like you know just lean back on yeah Yeah. seems like you like e40 E40? Hey, E40 <laughs> slaps, dude. E40 slaps, dude. The block bro shirt, I got like both those. Hell yeah. yeah. I think my favorite E40 song, ooh, you know Dusted and Disgusted? Is that an older one? Yeah. Man. Bro, it's like one of the only Tupac features out there. Tupac was featured on it, fucking murdered it. Man, I'm I'm pretty sure I've heard that. I just, that name, I just, not, not coming to me. If you think of, ooh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> No, I know E40 for sure, for sure. For yeah, sure. That, that's dope. So, like, but how do you make sure that you are, like, honing in on your skills? If it's such a small community, I feel like it would be easy for other artists to be like, dude, you're doing, you're dope already. You're already, you've already made it. Uh, I mean, definitely one thing is, like, one thing I definitely don't let uh mess with my confidence is the numbers. Obviously, I'm not, like, a well-known artist, even in the state where, like, I'm doing big numbers. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's the drive to make that perfect song i mean there's no there's no such thing as perfect but make that song that i never thought i could make a year ago you know i always want to just push boundaries uh artistically just like i want to make something that i consider a hit but because i love it not because i'm like trying to aim for the charts or anything Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to make something fresh uh at the same time be myself you know add a little little swag in there yeah um Really, man, just, um, I just want to be better than I was yesterday, and that's my motto. So how do you find your market then? Like, if you're so far out from Seattle, like, do you even try to compete with Seattle artists? Or, like, I see some people who are, like, not in, like, close to a major city. They just try to shoot for online. Like, how do you go about it? Yeah, so I feel like this year is the year where I really got to start pushing myself with the promo more than ever. Uh, I wasn't really big on marketing and the promotion with my music this whole time. Uh, but you know, it's just one of those things that like the more time I put into it, the more better the music gets and the craft uh, gets polished. I just need to really invest to make sure that that gets across as many ears and platforms as possible. So that's where my mind is at right now. Um, like that tape I gave you uh, mm-hmm. before the the session started, uh, released in November mm-hmm. last year, and I'm still pushing that. Uh, as well as like other side projects I'm mixing. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mix and engineer my, all my own stuff. Sheesh. Is yeah. that because you're so far out, you feel like you had to learn all that? or? Uh, you know, yeah, I guess I, I kind of didn't want to rely on anybody. Dude, uh, I feel that. But shout out to all the engineers, uh, you know, because I, I go to uh, nice studios around the area and I take notes. Mm-hmm. I like to just analyze how they do things. Shout out to Elijah Flippin from Studio Sage. Yeah. Um, I, Man, I really just take notes. I'm a student to the game. Yeah, man. So I'm guessing you started rapping before you started producing or opposite really opposite. Oh, oh, wow. or actually uh that's, that's kind of a tricky question so yeah i started making my own beats when i was like uh 12 oh shit no dude i don't think i got that right no i think i started <laughs> making my own beats when i was like 15 first rap i ever did wasn't mine first rap i did uh at least i tried to do is i wrote down uh all the lyrics to uh, Brenda's Got a Baby by Tupac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that song as a kid, man. And so I literally try to write down word for word. I know I got a lot of words around my vocabulary. It wasn't as, uh, <laughs> as it is now. Um, but yeah, 15, I started making beats. Um, 
I'd be getting in trouble and stuff until I got like I turned to like 18. Then I like really decided to. That's when I started like calling it dank music, mm-hmm. and that went until like 21. 21, I released my last project under dank music, and then after that, I started like really trying to make like good music. And can we still find that music? On datpiff.com, you know, what you know Dat about Datpiff? Exclusive. Dude, what you know about Datpiff? You got to uh, download a zip folder for that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking Little Wayne loves Datpiff. Like, oh, he drops man. all his uh, mixtapes on there. Honestly, a lot of uh, pretty much any album that drops these days that's hip hop, you, you can find it on Datpiff as well. For free. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. For free. Uh, I mean, at this point, I think they're just like, fuck it, put it up there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope, though. So, how'd you, how'd you meet uh, Phil then? Phil, um, I met Phil. Phil uh, so this is a funny story. One time, this is a funny story. Like, I, this is like a good example of like the universe just having your back. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Phil Peterson, by the way. Uh, we had this. I had this show with the boys uh at Bellingham, like 2019, at a nightclub. The DJ showed up late, just messed up our whole set. Mm. Our night just was just downhill from there because the dj just didn't show up it wasn't our dj it was the the, the club dj whatever we're, we're past it anyways on the <laughs> ride home on the ride home uh my a good friend of mine dj protocol uh he shoots me an opportunity he's like hey um my friend so-and-so is going to ryan lewis's house uh if you want to pull up with us we can go i'm like like what dude like like dude i'm a big ryan lewis and macklemore fan i don't care what anybody says dude like music is good music dude like and so yeah uh really surreal moment and yeah so i i I called in to work that day i was like hey i'm sick sorry guys can't make it and yeah took a trip with the boys and uh ended up at one of his studios man and it was really just like a like one of those it was like a like a session where you could just sit there and just like just watch how they do things at a whole orchestra. Oh, shit. you know, just and it at was at the studio. It was at a studio. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was really inspiring. It was a real inspiring moment, and that's where I met Phil. I met a lot of cool people. I met uh Wendy Cervantes. She's really cool. She's the yeah, one yeah. who uh who uh the reason why I was on the House of Breaking Glass session that one day for the Paper Planes. Shout out to her. Um, yeah, man. I even I like. I'm not gonna lie. I had a little fanboy moment with Ryan Lewis. Like, I asked for a picture. I shouldn't have done that. Sorry, nah, you bro. Gotta do that. Pictures are dope. Wait, wait, was it um, was it at Leavenworth? I heard he lives in Leavenworth or something like that. Uh, I don't want to like burn him out or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know Can where he's staying at now. Exact address right now. Nah, dude. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm not like. I'm. A, I'm big on privacy. You know. I don't. Okay. Even, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, it was far. It was far. <laughs> It was far out. Uh, shout out to Ryan Lewis, man, because that was uh, inspiring. One of those, like, after that weekend, like, I was just, I think that's what. You were there for the weekend? I was there for a weekend, oh man. Oh, my God. We were, like, we were, like pitching tents, like, on, on his big property, dude. Like, oh, it was such sheesh. a nice view, man. It was, it, it, don't, it feels like it was yesterday, dude. Damn. Um, and it, we were just there just to soak up the environment, just to, like, you know, just to, dude, the hospitality was off the chain. I, man, I just, anyways, I left inspired, <laughs> man. I left inspired. Wait, so the real question is, did you did you get, did you, I guess you can't, how do you use dank in a sentence? I was going to say, did you get dank with Ryan Lewis? But I feel like that's not the right sentence. Did you get high? Did he smoke with Ryan Lewis? No, I didn't. I uh. wish. No, I don't think he smokes. I was, uh, 
I was puffing like a chimney, though. Yeah, <laughs> I was puffing like a chimney around that time. I actually, oh, man, around that time, I wish my discipline was a little better because, like, I was too excited, like, on the whole trip there. Like, I mean, I wasn't driving, but the whole trip there, <laughs> I might have been drinking just because, like, I was so excited, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I, if I have anything I could do, like, different from that weekend is just really be more focused, you know, because I was really <laughs> Don't just. Don't be fucked up. <laughs> dude, uh, it was just the first night, dude. It was just the first night. And, uh, I, like, more than ever, I'm more than focused, and I just like to just be in the moment more than mm -hmm. ever, dude. So how how did you start working at a dispensary? Uh, so prior to me working at a dispensary, I'd work at a glass shop for like over six years. Ooh. And when I was working there, that's when I made my stop at House of Breaking Glass. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, 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 ironically. Um, I think that was like the last year I worked there too. And I, <laughs> yeah, broke that glass. Um, and then I mean, I just wanted to do something more, uh, more me, you know, somewhere mm -hmm. where I could just be myself. I wanted to work on my people skills. People don't believe me when I say that. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I just came here and I took the pay cut so I can learn to talk to people better. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I am I was a silent kid growing up. Really? I had my silent moments to this day where I'm like just like in my head, like, you know, but I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Getting better at it. Um, But it's nothing like making someone's day with just treating them like a human being, man. Um, But yeah, and that's what uh being in the customer service in the industry taught me, just... um. I mean, I know my shit with the with the herb. Obviously, like yeah. I only smoke the top shelf. I'm a weed snob, like Jeez. all my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just um, I feel like I'm more myself there. Uh, that's not. Wait, are you allowed to get high during work? No, you're not. We Aww. can't do that. We're professional, bro. <laughs> okay. We're professional. I wish. <laughs> uh, we can we can jam our songs during work though. Yeah, we yeah. got people coming in like, who's that? Oh, it's me. Like you know. Hell so yeah. that's the cool thing about it. So how often do you use the word dank and during during the day? dank me myself uh at least once a day if i'm gonna be honest i'll be i'll probably see something badass i'd be like that's dank mm. you know i'm not gonna front and be like 10 20 times a day it's yeah. not like it's not like you're not you're not like with customers you're like yeah that's some dank shit actually sometimes i do sometimes i do <laughs> some dank yeah for sure um yeah and uh yeah, man. I don't know much about weed shops, honestly. You don't like. Oh, you just turned twenty one though, yeah. so I, I don't expect you to. But like, what makes what makes like one weed shop better than another one? Or is it like all the same stuff? Is it like QFC or Safeway, where it's just like the same shit? <laughs> I wish there were biggest QFC. <laughs> I mean, man, there's like there's small pot shops where it's just like a come and go, get your shit and leave, and mm -hmm. nobody likes that. You know, it's you want to make your customers feel like, yeah. like I said, like a human being. Uh, the one I work at is really uh really spacey, really loungy. Shout out to High Society. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, we even had hip-hop shows back there last summer, Ooh. man. Like, all last summer, we had hip-hop shows every month from, like, uh, it was, like, May to September. And we were getting down in the back, big old field. Um, I don't think we're going to do that this year, though. COVID, or what do you think? Due to property issue. Oh. Yeah, you property. Too wild? Like no, they sold some property. Mm, myself. Yeah, sadly. But, um... It's cool though, cause I mean, you'll be saying you'll be seeing my name a lot more often. I got some events uh, more down south that are coming up. I just don't want to uh, spoil them until like it's a for sure thing. Right. Um, I just want to take one day at a time, and like the NAS podcast is where I'm at right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Yeah. So, do you have goals of making your own strain one day? Or? Oh man, I hope so. Uh, that's actually another reason why. I wanted to get my foot in the industry, and I know that's not something that's gonna happen right away or anytime soon mm -hmm. um but 
another thing is I went to a Dabros convention. Oh. Uh, like last month, and I met Redman there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was serving dabs. He served me up a dab. Shout out to Redman. Uh, but the podcast session that they had him on, he was dropping a lot of gems about the whole industry. How you can't just do that. How really you gotta like really be about it. Like, mm. and it inspired me really. It really like had me looking at things different. And so, yeah, man. Honestly, like, uh, if I do. If I am blessed to make a strain one day, I want to connect with the right people and I want to work my way up there. Mm-hmm. I want to shake the right hands. I want to um, network with the right people. Um, yeah, man, um, I'm all about top shelf. So if I were to ever make a strain, it wouldn't be just something to make a strain. It'd be like something really precise. Wait, what's top shelf even mean? Like, top shelf means like, no, what? it's going to be more expensive, but I mean, I, that's not what I go for. Like I go for like the the best quality buds you know but how do you know i have no idea what's good or not like how do you know if something's good weed uh just by looking at it smelling it man uh the so <laughs> so let me make this clear i know anybody anybody that works in the dispensary knows it's not about the percentages it's not about the numbers we got customers all the time like looking for the highest numbers and it's not oh about, like alcohol percentage type pretty shit? much okay. pretty much like you know they're they trying to go for like a 30 percent thc when it's not always the case you know like I, you can get so stoned off like a 16% THC, like, and it's like a lot of the older people don't understand that, but I mean. Oh God, you got like old people coming in? Like, well, yeah, well, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what teaches me the patience even, uh, even shit. more, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Like, have you seen those, those like YouTube videos of like someone that eats like a 5,000 milligram edible? Dude, I would never eat that many milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those videos. Those videos are crazy. Yeah, man. Edibles are cool, but, oh, I, I. Like my sanity, uh, th- like that's not that's a homemade that's a homemade uh, edible. <laughs> that's like illegal to sell in a store. Oh, like how? Yeah, how high does it go? Hundred milligrams okay. THC. Yeah, so like you said, five thousand milligrams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. you ain't leaving the couch for a weekend. And wait, isn't there like a there's a thing where you can only buy like a certain amount? Also, right? that too with edibles, um, like flour, you can buy like an ounce a day. Mm. Um, I think like with like liquids, you can like sell up to like seventy two ounces i'm still getting that down so i might not my manager's like dude you keep messing it up (laughs) the real question is can you get addicted to weed man that was i really wondered that when i was younger i feel like i feel like anything with repetition can become habit forming yeah um i don't know i i when I wouldn't, when I would go like a, a long period of time without smoking weed, like I maybe I might catch an attitude. I've gotten a lot better at not doing that, mm. but I wouldn't say addicted. I can I can definitely say it's habit forming, but I'm not like scratching my neck for the next smoke. <laughs> you know, I can wait. And are you like, do you have like a, do you prefer like indica or sativa or what do you what do you, what do you do? I guess it varies. If I'm making music, sativa. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people knock sativa down because. They're not working. <laughs> that shit makes me paranoid as fuck if I'm not doing I really like, I, I went golfing and did sativa. What do you even say? I'm so unhip to weed. Like, do I like, do you say I did sativa or smoked? I don't know what to say. No, dude, you're uh, a lot of people have that same reaction to sativa. It's, it's not just you. But uh, if I was, if I'm active, I have a good time. But if I'm not, I'm like, what the, what's going on well, with my life? I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not, uh, yeah, being active plays a factor in it, but, um, you can get something that's like just straight on the sativa side and like straight sativa dominant, and that's what usually gives people anxiety, especially if you don't smoke on the. But why does it give you anxiety? I don't. You know, uh, 
That's a good question, dude. I don't know. It could be. It really depends. Like, I like to explain to a lot of customers. It depends on who you are. Mm. And that's the best way to say it. Like, maybe you got something going on that you don't want to think about. You smoke sativa? That's not going to help. Oh, shit. You know? If you just... Uh, I've I've heard some crazy stories, dude. Like, this one time... Uh, this is at a different shop I used to work at. I, this is my second one I work at right now. But nice. this one I worked at last year, dude came in and was like, Hey, man, uh... I need a heavy indica to make me forget about all my problems. I'm like, yeah, for sure, man. Me just being nice and jolly. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got you. Uh, man, what about a hybrid? And he's like, no, 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 no. My, they just like murdered my, my so-and-so niece. And, oh my God. and I need something to, to make me forget about that, not to get me paranoid. I'm like, okay. Jesus. Indica. Straight indica. <laughs> we could still get paranoid on indica, right? I guess. I mean... I remember back in the day, Tupac made me think that <laughs> all sorts of weed would make you paranoid. But like, you got to think about it. that guy was had people wanting to kill him, so of course he's gonna be paranoid. Off, like I said, it depends on who you are. Huh. So that's that's a good point. Maybe, maybe who knows? Because I don't know what he was smoking. All right. What about like? Do you think you get like less paranoid if it's like better weed? Like, does that? Affect? Nah, dude. Like, really, it's. Some good sativa is gonna be some good sativa, good hybrid. You know, it's good weed is good weed, and like sometimes the potency can knock you on your ass. Mm. Yeah, man. It gets like, whoo. Jeez. Yeah. Why do you think hip hop and weed go like hand in hand? Because it's so chill, dude. It's laid back. I mean, it's just you listen to you throw on some Dr. Dre, have a little little blunt, little joint. <laughs> I mean, I prefer a joint or a blunt over a, a bottle of liquor. You know, it's uh, yeah. less likely to make someone fight. Just and there's... less harmful, right? Is less it... harmful for sure. Yeah, for sure. On your body, I guess. Oh yeah. We could still get, can you get cancer from weed? Because it's still like carcinogens. You know, I like to not think about that. Oh, but God. I like to uh, not smoke so many blunts. My my friends smoke blunts and dutchies like crazy. I'm more of a joint person. Mm. So, and I like to clean my bong at least every other every other few days. Interesting. But I just like to at least try smoke as healthy as possible. I know like smoke is not healthy for you in general. Mm. So there's, of course there's going to be some sort of reaction to that but um i mean don't smoke boof you'll be good wait what's boof boof is shitty weed boof is trash so it's like something you the just... opposite of dank <laughs> so who do you get boof from just like uh, it's like the cheapest like outdoor grown herb for the cheapest price ever and you can get that at a store you can get that anywhere dude people don't if people just want to get like a five dollar eighth you can get a five dollar eighth oh shit it's not gonna be the best that sounds terrible that, sound, that sounds like a yeah that's like almost too good to be true there has to be something wrong with it oh yeah it's not gonna taste good oh my gosh <laughs> okay well man what uh what's next for you what's what's your goals for 2022 2022 um so i recall you said something about um oh, oh i don't mean oh, my bad um you said you're working on a cipher. Yes, sir. Um, my bad. Was I was I not? Supposed There's to a promo video on Instagram, but that's about it. So. Okay, my bad. I was like, wait, oh, I think I, was, I wasn't supposed to reveal that. No my worries. bad. Okay. Um, I too am working on a cipher myself. Oh, Um, so me and my good friend DJ Protocol, who I mentioned earlier, uh, so he started a series of these ciphers all throughout Washington mm. a couple years back, and he's been dropping at least like four to five past couple years. Mm -hmm different counties, different towns. And I've I would I would uh, partake in producing some of them. I would partake in uh being a guest artist on one of them, mm -hmm. on a few of them actually. 
the most exciting one we did was uh, recently, uh, I think it was like uh, October of uh, last year at the at a local sports keg, and it was popping. It was a two part episode. So uh, look that up. It's called the Washington State Cipher. I have to look into this. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing that. Um, anyways, we're doing four this year, and I'm in. I'm pretty much putting together the Snohomish County one. Hey. I'm gonna get some. I'm trying to look for the best of the best Snohomish County artists. Uh, I I know a few I could think of. Um, but I'm trying to get the best of the best. Uh, you know. Um, I'm gonna produce it. Um. Good quality video, everything. Uh, so yeah, that's my little project coming up real soon. Other than that, I just got done mixing uh, my homie's project, uh, P Freezy, just another mixtape that's dropping on the fourth of February this Friday. And day to day and Jay Rizzo, uh, my two homies just dropped uh, their album last Friday. I helped with the cover art. I'm kind of like I do a lot of behind the scenes works, man. When mm -hmm. I, when I'm not working on my own stuff, mm -hmm. it just keeps me busy. So when I get back to my own stuff, I'm not like, I'm not uh, rusty, you know. I'm back yeah. to the basics. That's dope. Yeah. Do you have uh, any final advice for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Yeah, man. Uh, be yourself a hundred percent. Like I said, you can, you can make it look cool just by being you. Um, really. Really, uh, yeah, treat everyone like a human being and don't forget to go outside and get a, a breath of fresh air. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to NAS Podcast for making me feel official, man. Hell yeah, and don't smoke boof. Don't right? smoke boof, man. Unless you're on a very very serious budget, then no judging, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What's the what's the easiest way for people to, to reach you? Uh, Instagram uh, at Dankzavala, that's D-A-N-K. Z A V A L A. Um, all my socials are under Dank Zavala. Uh, Twitter is under my old rap name, Dank Music. I mean, I kept that like that <laughs> as, on purpose. Uh, I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. Actually, uh, I need to step my Twitter game up. Is anybody even on Twitter these days? I think you should stay. I think people artists should stay away from Twitter because that's how you get canceled. You know? You think I mean? so? <laughs> Man, <laughs> look at Kevin Hart for example. Man, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think social media in general just cancels you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like if you're just Rapping in the woods or whatever, nothing <laughs> could happen to you, you know. Yeah. And uh, this is this has been the NAS podcast with. Thanks, Zavala. Let's let's keep it dink, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs>